speaking, it was done. Welcome to sermons from St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Minot, North Dakota. St. Paul's is anchored in the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and for the world. The following sermon is from Reverend Dr. Matthew Richard. Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 17th chapter. After six days, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John, his brother, and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became white as light. And behold, there appeared to them Moses and Elijah, talking with him. And Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good that we are here. If you wish, I will make three tents here, one for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah. He was still speaking when, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell on their faces and were terrified. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Rise and have no fear. And when they lifted up their eyes, they saw no one but Jesus only. And as they were coming down the mountain, Jesus commanded them, Tell no one the vision until the Son of Man is raised from the dead. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, Amen. A very peculiar question to begin this morning, and that is this. What part of the human body best represents the Christian church? Yes, you heard that correctly. What part of the human body best represents the Christian church? Over the last several decades, most American Christians would answer this question by saying that the Christian church is the, get this, the hand of God. Take the Presbyterian church for an example. They had a new initiative recently called the Hands and Feet. This new initiative, it takes the aim of getting parishioners to engage with ministry projects on the ground by using, yes, their hands and their feet to be busy, to engage on the ground. Or take the ELCA for an example. The Evangelical Lutheran Church of America has a special Sunday each year titled this, God's Work, Our Hands. And the goal of this Sunday is to explore the various acts of service that parishioners can do in every corner of their lives, acts of service using their, yes, you've got it, your hands, and assumed your feet as well, to be busy. But what about us in the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod? Well, over the years, the LCMS has often been tugged towards various movements in America where we have been encouraged to be some sort of instrument of God, if you will usually being the hands and feet of God to do something in our churches and community as well, to be busy. And so the point being, the temptation is to make the church mainly about being the hands and feet of God. You see, we just can't help it, can we? Like the Apostle Peter from this morning in our reading from the Gospel of Matthew, you and I were always tempted, we're always drawn to build stuff, to do things. Anytime we are around the glory of God, 
Anytime we're around the realm of the sacred, it's just part of us that just seems to resort to wanting to be people who are busy, to be very, very busy little Christians, Christians of action, using our hands and our feet. We can actually see this very clearly in America right now, for example, in how churches are being named. For example, consider some of the new contemporary names of churches, right here in Minot, if you will. The two newest names, to my understanding, in Minot are The Pursuit and The Journey. In other cities, many churches are named like this as well. The point being is this is not unique. These names are not unique to Minot, but they're part of a current fad. In other words, in cities across America, we see newer churches named like this, names like this, Elevation or The Bridge, The Encounter, The Verge, Discovery, The Journey, The Pursuit, and so forth, on and on and on. The point is that these new names that convey that these churches are, get this, busy churches, busy with hands and feet, busy doing God things in that church. Now, dear friends, that day when Peter saw the glory of Jesus on that mountain, we heard here this morning that Peter's reaction was to build things, to build three tents, one tent for Moses, one for Elijah, and one for Jesus. Now, keep in mind that Peter's actions were not evil. They were not evil by any means. But nonetheless, they were still a distraction. In fact, the voice of the Father broke forth, interrupting Peter and his talking and his busyness, saying this, This is my Son, the Beloved. Listen to him. In other words, God the Father spoke to Peter, let me paraphrase, saying it this way, Knock it off, Peter. Stop talking, Peter. Peter, stop moving with your feet. Peter, stop moving with your hands. Stop moving with your mouth. Just, just, just stop, Peter. Stop and use your ears. Use your ears. Now, dear friends, I believe this is one of the reasons why the American church has been struggling so much the last 40 to 50 years. And that is this, we are not listening in other words, the church has been in decline over the last 40 to 50 years, and the solution to this decline in church attendance, the decline in the church, well, according to some church growth experts, is to grow the church, to combat the decline by reversing the trend to grow the church. And to get the church to grow, parishioners are encouraged by these experts and by the pulpit and by their pastors and by the spiritual gurus of the day to use their hands, to use their feet. They're encouraged to go on a journey, to pursue, to elevate themselves. They're encouraged to discover, to encounter, to be a bridge, to use their hands and feet. Now, I'm certainly not trying to be rude in saying this, but nonetheless, it still must be said. If you ask the average attendee in these American churches, what are you pursuing? What are you journeying towards? What are you climbing up towards, you'll most likely not be able to answer that question because that really does not matter. The very end is not what matters. What matters is that they are busy with their hands and their feet, busy moving, busy with action. My friends, we should lament a thousand tears. We should indeed. 
This is so misguided. Mark this, and listen to this carefully. The American church is so busy working to save the church with its hands and feet that it has not bothered to listen to Jesus with ears. One more time. The American church is so busy working to save the church with its hands and feet, with all of its busy actions, that it has not bothered to listen to Christ with its ears. Way too many people are busy pursuing, diligently hustling, and on a journey climbing with elevation that they're distracted from listening. While their intentions may be good, and generally speaking, they probably are very good intentions, well, nonetheless, again, they become distracted like Peter. They're not listening like Peter. And so, dear friends, make no mistake, this is not just a problem in other churches outside the walls of this church. It's not a problem across the street, if you will but it's a problem that we are all susceptible to, you and I alike. Let me give you an example. Pretend for a moment, hypothetically, that you're looking to attend a new church. Maybe you're new to a community, and you look at all the churches that are in front of you. You're going through those yellow pages or going through Google to find a church, and you come across all these names. Let me ask you this. What church would you rather attend? Would you rather attend a church named The Journey or a church named The Remain? Would you rather attend a church named The Pursuit or a church named The Stay-in-Place Church? (laughs) Would you rather attend a church named Elevation or a church named The Sit at the Bottom? Do you see what I mean? There's something about us as humans. Yes, there's something about humans. We're like hyperactive children who drink too much Mountain Dew. We can't sit and listen. We don't want to use our ears, but we want to use our hands. We want to use our feet. We want to be busy moving. We want to chase. We want to climb. We want to move. We don't want to sit. We don't want to listen. And that is why the Father's rebuke is just as much for us as it is for Peter. This is my son, the beloved. Listen to him. Think of it this way. Think of it this way. Jesus says over and over in the Gospels to us, He doesn't say this. He doesn't say, you who have ears, yes, you who have ears, get busy with your hands and feet. No, he does not say that. But instead, over and over in the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, he says, you who have ears, hear, listen. But why is it so important to listen? Why is it so important to hear? Consider this for a moment. Due to our sinful nature, this old Adam that we all have, this sinful flesh that we all have, we Christians tend to be very forgetful. We forget the gospel. We forget the gospel and doubt. It arises in our hearts. Fear continually comes in and it chokes out our faith. And our assurance continually grows weak. And to make things worse, guilt and shame, they take root in our hearts from the ways that we fail in our vocations as husbands and wives and parents and workers. And when that shame and the guilt set in, it just makes things worse. And so our reaction to all of this is we try to do something to fix all of these predicaments. We use our hands and our feet to serve our neighbor and try to fix ourselves and somehow prove to God that we are good little Christians 
But when, but, but when peace and assurance are not restored to us, when we don't have peace and assurance, well, more often than not, at least I do, I double down and try to do more stuff. Do more stuff with my hands and feet. And in the end, all of this doing, it does not overturn doubt does not overturn fear and guilt and shame. It just makes things worse. We get more and more tired. And the more tired we get, the more we trap doubt and fear and guilt and shame underneath all of our huffing and puffing with no end. And so it's quite simple this morning. Baptized saints, we must stop. Yes, stop. With Peter, we must stop and receive all good things from Christ. We must never forget that to be a Christian is not about achieving, but it is about, yeah, it's about receiving. Hear how good that is? It's not about achieving, but it's about receiving. We must never forget that without listening, one cannot be a Christian, let alone use their hands and feet to serve their neighbor. Yes, we need to listen to what Jesus has done for us and what he says to us. We need to hear. And what has he done? What does he say to you this day? Uh, this is the best part of the sermon right here. You who have ears, hear this. Open your ears. Let this be poured right into your ears, into your ears, into your soul, into your bones to hear this. He says that you are forgiven of all of your sins. Guilt is atoned for. There's no sin that escapes the cross of Christ you are forgiven 100% because of Jesus. He says that you are baptized. Your identity is not in the world. It is not in your status. It's not in your achievements. It's not what other, even what other people say about you. But it's that you are a child of God, that you are washed. You're washed in Christ. He says to you, be still. Yeah, we can be still. He is your God, and the devil cannot snatch you from his hands. He says to you to abide in him, for it is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom as a gift. He says that he chose the cross for you on your behalf so that you might not perish but have everlasting life. He says that you are God's masterpiece, forgiven and created anew in him so that you can walk in good things that he has planned in advance for you to walk in as a sheer gift. And so the point being, you and I can never hear from Christ too much, and you can never hear too much of God's word. As a Christian, your ears, they're, they're meant to hear those words, I forgive you of all of your sins. You are forgiven. You're to hear that every single day. This is why Christ opened your ears in the first place. He wants you not to hear and to believe the blabbering devil and all of his pitiful, disgusting, filthy, stupid things. He does not want you to hear the jabbering world that often uh, talks and prattles off nonsense. He does not want for you to hear your prattling, sinful old nature, but instead he wants you to hear how he has done all things well for you. He wants you to hear truth. He wants you to hear life. He wants you to hear salvation as we all muddle through this life, this veil of tears together. He wants you to hear from his church that as good or as bad as it gets, that he's with you, that he's redeemed you, that he will never leave you or forsake you, that he will be with you and resurrect you on the last day. 
And so, blessed baptized saints, you who have ears, hear. Hear. Gladly hear and receive this day. Behold, your beloved, yes, the beloved Son, Jesus Christ, who has done all things well for you and gives it to you as a gift to hear. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thy strong word bespeaks us righteous, bright with thine own holiness. Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormattrichard.org or visit St. Paul's website at www.stpaulsminot.org. The Lord bless and keep you.